Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm Jacob, and I'm joined here today by Armita Hosini. I probably butchered that again right after I asked you, but Armita, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm excited to speak with you today. Of course. Thank you very much for joining. So Armita is uh, involved in a few things, and I'm, I'm going to let her you know, speak for herself here. But from my understanding, she is um, a young girl uh, from Canada, and she started uh well, she started a, um, I guess it's like an e-conference, I guess is what she would kind of call it, right? Empower Econ. Uh, so she's going to tell you about that. But then she also um, wrote a book, which I'm super curious about. So we're going to just kind of be asking her some questions about that. Uh, and then we'll kind of see where this takes us here today. I'm just super curious to kind of like get to know her a little bit more and hear about what she's doing. And so I'm just going to kind of, you know, walk through a couple of questions and we'll see uh, where, where this takes us. But so Armita, can you kind of like share with us first, sort of like, what your backstory is like, what got you to the point where you're at today, maybe growing up, what was your childhood like? Um, maybe if there was any huge, like pivot points or whatever you, whatever you want to call it in your life that kind of led you to the point where you're at today. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Iranian Canadian. So for most of my life, I actually haven't been in Canada. I've been in Iran. So I lived there when I was like really young and I lived there for like a big part of high school as well, like the first year and a half. And so I think The biggest pivot points have just been moving back and forth basically across the world and kind of creating a new life each time where I go into like a new community, um, I meet new people and that's kind of um, gotten me interested in a lot of things that I have been interested in. So um, aside from finance, two things that I'm really into is number one, economics, which is like a more broad field as well as also political science. And those are two things that I love the intersection of coming from Iran. I feel like it was a really big topic that I learned about in that environment. And that's also where like my interest in finance started. And I started learning about the topic on my own. And then later on, um, when quarantine hit, I just kind of wanted to create new projects that I did on my own time with the free time that I had. And so that's how I started my path in financial education advocacy as well as with economics. Cool. That's fascinating. So from my understanding, the first thing that you did was start writing this book or, or did the Empower Econ start first? Um, no, I first published the book. Okay. <laughs> that's super <laughs> impressive. So I'm just like, I'm curious, how does that, how does that just go from like, basically I mean, you probably weren't doing nothing, but essentially going from like nothing to publishing a book, how exactly did that transition take place? And like, just was that a random thought? And then all of a sudden you are publishing a book? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, pretty much. So I've wanted to write a book for like a really long time because I just enjoy writing and growing up. I always tried to write like fiction stories because I just enjoyed it. Um, And so when quarantine hit, I knew that I wanted to write a book because I had this free time and I wasn't going to school anymore. And a lot of my classes had like way less content um, than we would have usually had. And so I was like, I want to write a book, but I had no idea what I wanted to write about. And with that idea in mind, I was just like going through my life every day, just constantly thinking about like, what topic can I write about? 
And I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about finance and they were talking about how like it was very confusing to them and they didn't have a good understanding of it. And that's kind of what led me, like I had that like light bulb moment that, hey, I should write this book about finance because, you know, with a lot of other subjects like science and um, math and English, you learn these in school. It's part of a core curriculum, but a lot of people don't have access to financial education. So Mm -hmm. I saw that there was this like lack of it and there was also a demand for it. And this topic could make a valuable contribution. Um, in a space that like maybe there wasn't something similar to it that's kind of what got me started on the project yeah i love that it's like a very similar story to kind of why i started teen financial freedom it was a lack of financial literacy amongst our generation i'm curious is this is this book geared geared towards teens or younger people or is it just kind of for everybody like adults as well i guess um well my primary like target audience is teenagers because that is like the um, group of people that we're trying to provide this education to. Mm -hmm. However, some people who have proofread it have said that this is even like well-suited for adults. So potentially, but the goal is to give like an introduction to the world of finance by covering topics like loans, credit cards, saving, investing, budgeting, and topics like that. Cool. Okay. It's good to know. And then I guess I'm just curious, like, where did you start to get all of this knowledge from? Like, has it been like, just an an education about these topics throughout your entire life? Was it something you started learning more recently? Do you kind of remember when you started learning about it? Yeah. So I think I started learning near the end of grade eight and kind of what got me interested in finance is I remember I went to like a book bookshop with like a few of my friends and um, I saw this book that was called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind and the title was quite intriguing to me. So I picked it up and I started reading it. And before that, I had no idea, like I knew nothing about finance, Mm -hmm. but after that book, that was like what initially got me interested in it because it was not just about like do this to become a millionaire. It's about like rewiring your mindset and how you think about money and financial habits become successful. And so I really enjoyed that like financial psychology aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So then I just continued to learn more um, from like online resources, like Investopedia, there are like prominent like YouTubers related to finance. And that's kind of how I continued learning. And then from there, I like read more books that were quite like popular and people like knew about. Um, And it just kind of like, it was like a ripple effect and it just kind of continued. So it was initially from that one book I read and then I was more interested. And I remember at some point I wanted to be like a real estate agent and that's something I still do have interest in. So I think Mm -hmm. it's been like a gradual process and I've learned more over time. Cool. So I want to kind of ask you real quick about like some of your, your main tips for teens who let's say they they kind of somewhat know about um, financial literacy, like maybe they know some of the like the obvious um, pieces of, pieces of advice. But like, would you have a few maybe not advanced necessarily, but like in between um, beginner and advanced uh, sort of like pieces of advice for teenagers who are interested in like improving their financial situation or just learning more about finances in general? Yeah, I think that definitely like some of the prominent things that we often hear is like starting early and compound interest and such. And so mm-hmm. um, people may be like, how can I get started? And one advice that I would have in that area is using brokerage accounts. So um, if people are under the age of 18, they can get these with their parents and they can start putting investments into those accounts. Um, and that is a way to start like building their wealth. So I think this is something that a lot of teenagers don't know about. And it's something that we've covered at like our events and Empower Econ um, is the use of brokerage accounts to begin like saving and investing money um, as a way to build like your financial future from when you're in high school. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, curious what you, well, I have so many things I want to ask here, but so, okay. 
you've published a book at this point. Um, you got that done. When exactly did the shift towards Empower Econ start? How did that take place? And I guess just kind of tell us more about what that is, because I mean, I'm not that familiar with it and I'm sure most of our audience isn't either. So how exactly did that happen and what exactly is Empower Econ? Um, yeah, for sure. So Empower Econ is an organization that I created in the middle of November last year. And it's kind of what we do, the center of what we do is holding virtual events. So they're both financial and economic education events, and they're three days, three hours a day. Um, and every single day is around a different topic. So for instance, we do like investing and we bring like guest speakers, um, such as like real estate investors, professors, um, and people who come in and talk to our audience from their like specific area of knowledge, as well as like their specific tips and firsthand experiences. And then we cover more broad topics through our presentations and incorporate activities and simulations that people can take part in so that beyond just gaining that knowledge, they can have like firsthand experience with it and be able to apply it in their own lives. Wow. Um, and kind of how I started this project, and I was not planning on starting an organization from the beginning because I'm more interested in like independent projects like the book that I did. Um, but then I had a really positive experience at a virtual, um, like it was like a two week computer science camp that I did last summer. And I had a really great experience in it because it was something I was really new to. And they were able to bring together hundreds of people from across the world and make them so excited about learning a new topic for the first time. So I remember thinking during that event, like, I want to have that type of impact. I was like really interested in what they were doing. And so after I published my book, I got a lot of high school students, um, saying that they really loved what I was doing with financial education and they really believed in the mission and that they wanted to like work on future projects that I did or participate in it. And so I wanted to create like more live and ongoing experiences beyond like the book that I made, which was a one-time project. So with that, I brought together a team of people who had already mostly known me from the book that I had made. And we decided to create this event. And from there, when we did our first event, we got a really like positive reaction from people who participated, which kept us like continuing. And we've done three so far. So we did one last year in the winter and then we've done one in the um, spring and then one in June at the beginning of summer. Hmm. Wow. It's impressive. So are people, are people paying to be a part of this? Is it free? What exactly is like the business structure? Um, so we are like, we are not registered as a nonprofit, but we are operating as a nonprofit because we don't charge anyone for our events. Okay, cool. So that's awesome. So basically any person that's listening to this right now could join the next empower econ event. If I'm understanding right. Yep, they can. We're planning on hosting one in August again. Awesome. All right. Hopefully this is out by then. It might be, this might be out closer to September. So maybe uh, hopefully there's another one coming up shortly after that. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out guys. If you're interested in that, I want to ask you a few other questions like relating to your advice for teenagers. Um, one, we're kind of trying to ask most of our guests, uh, their opinion about college. Most of our guests are under the age of 18. They haven't, like earlier today, I uh, interviewed a um, junior in high school. I interviewed a senior in high school. Sounds like you're a rising senior. So I guess, what is your, what is your opinion about college? Are you considering going? Have you already made up your, your mind one way or another? Like what exactly are you planning to do when it comes to college? 
Um, so for me, like, I feel like it isn't a place that you ha- you go to thinking that you're going to come out with like a stable job and make six figures after you're out. I think that it is a personal decision because it's not guaranteed to make you successful. As for me, I definitely want to go because I enjoy that like environment of learning and I want to like gain that education beyond like the fact that it's going to like provide me with like um, a job and such. But I think that um like society's general perception that the only way to become successful is to finish high school and then go to college and go under like thousands of dollars of student loan debt is definitely false because um, I think that one thing high school students don't consider enough is the correlation between the major that they want to study, the college that they attend, and then the job that they're going to have after graduation. Because if you're getting a major and it's like $40,000 worth of debt and your starting salary is like $25,000, that's not a great balance. So I think considering it in your own context and thinking about how you can like minimize the debt, how you can afford it and realizing that there are other options um, is definitely important. But for me personally, I do plan on attending college. I love that. I literally couldn't agree more. Like I've had those exact same thoughts. I don't think you need to go to college to be successful. You can be successful without college, but for some people, well, for some people, it's the right move. Like it sounds like for both you and I, um, but for some people, it's just not the right move. And there's a lot of other routes they can take uh, that will be equally successful. So great advice there. Um, as far as books, I mean, are you, are you a reader? Do you listen to audiobooks, podcasts? Like, do you just consume a lot of this content regularly? I, I'm kind of interested to know maybe a couple of your favorite um, books, audiobooks, podcasts, if you do listen to, listen to or read those types of things. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really into like personal development stuff. So one person whose content I really enjoy is Brendan Burchard, who's a high performance coach. Um, and so I listen to his podcast, which is the Brendan show and every day he, or not every day, but regularly, he like posts podcasts relating to like personal development, whether that be like, um, creating goals or like discipline habits, things like that. Um, I also like his books, like high performance habits and motivation manifesto and, um, the other books that he writes. Um, another book that I'm currently reading is called who gets what and, um, who gets what and why, and it's about economics and, um, the application of market structures in the real world. Because when you think about markets, there's like a buyer and seller and there's like price and the price is determining who gets what and you match the buyers and sellers. But in real life, there are like a lot of markets that people are participating in, whether they're like applying to college or applying to jobs. Um, and here it's not price that determines like the two people who are getting matched or to like an institution or a person. There's like a lot more factors that come into play. And so thinking about like the application of markets in the real world, and this is from economics, it's a top like book that I'm really interested in and I'm reading right now. Hmm. Actually haven't heard of either of those. So I'm going to check those out. That's great stuff. Uh, next question, you know, the way we kind of got in touch was through better wealth. If you've been listening to the teen financial freedom podcast for a while, you know, that, um, this podcast is actually, um, I guess sponsored, or we partner with better wealth in a sense where we produce all of the content and then they actually go through it, edit it, upload it to these platforms, uh, and do that type of thing. So we're su- super grateful for that um, opportunity. But then, I mean, this was just a side side benefit is we just met Armita through that because Mariah reached out to me a couple of days ago and was like, hey, Armita just um, reached out to one of our team members and I wanted to introduce her to you. Uh, and so and that's been a, just an awesome connection for us. But I'm curious to kind of hear your take on networking because it sounds like you are are pretty into networking. Um, I know your your LinkedIn profile is quite impressive, and it sounds like you reached out to one of the Better Wealth team members 
Uh, and that's ultimately how we got connected. So I'm kind of curious to hear your advice on networking and how exactly you go about doing that. Um, yeah, for sure. I think like networking is the best thing that you can do because everything that I've done during this past year and have been able to grow sub- um, substantially has all come from like networking. I've gotten like amazing opportunities. Um, and so for me, how I reached out to someone from Better Wealth is I was um, so one of the people that I'm like I have as a mentor through a program that I did, I was reading through her LinkedIn posts and one of the um, workers at Better Wealth had commented under the post about financial education. Um, it's Trevor Ward and he was talking about like how he has a huge passion for it. So I was like, oh my God, this guy seems really passionate. Mm-hmm. I have a huge passion. So I sent him like a request to get connected. And after I got connected, um, we had a call together and that's how I got introduced to Better Wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and networking has just gotten me a lot of opportunities. Like last year I partnered with, um, a nonprofit organization in California and we were able to run a um, fundraiser to donate like 300 copies of my book to schools in his district. And this is a complete stranger that I found on the internet, but now we've become like really close friends. And those are just some of the examples. Um, and it's helped me like grow the projects that I've done and it's helped me like get a lot of opportunities that I never imagined getting before. So yeah, I think networking is really important. Um, And as for like how I approach it and my tips, I typically try to find people who are doing what I'm doing or people who are like better than me in a field or people who are just like having similar interests and goals as me, because then we're able to like work on things that we both enjoy. And I'm able to like meet people that I genuinely want to get to know, not just beyond like getting something from them, um, but building a meaningful connection. Cause I've found a lot of friends who are like really like-minded now we're like from all across the world through networking. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great, great advice and very cool to see kind of those specific examples of how networking has benefited uh, your life. So as we're starting to wrap up here, I guess what I kind of want to hear is some of your goals for the future, because like from what I can tell, you know, this has just been super impressive to see everything that you're a part of, you know, you seem, you know, very motivated, very driven to go out there and accomplish, uh, I mean, writing a book, I don't know, I don't actually know any teenager uh, who has written a book before. So congrats to you, but also you just seem like you have a, a very high skill set that not very many teenagers have. You have the ability to go execute. Uh, and so, well, and you're also very well-spoken, but I want to, I want to kind of hear one, where does that come from? And then two, where are you hoping to go like in the future? Because it seems like you've already accomplished so much. I, I guess I'm just curious, like why and you know, how exactly did that happen and where are you going in the future? Okay. So first of all, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I think as for the skill set, it's actually something I never knew, like I was capable of doing until I started doing all these projects. Like last year, when I started with my book, it was really like, like the first ever independent project that I'd done. It was very like, I had no idea what I was doing. And I remember making like a Google doc of like every step that I was taking and like what I was learning. Cause it was just like a really fulfilling process to go through. Um, so I think for me, the biggest has been um, just meeting other high school students who have done things that I would like to do. And seeing that as an example has shown me that I'm capable of doing it as well. So I think like other people serving as a role model is like really important. Um, So when I saw other people um, capable of maybe not like doing the same thing I'm doing, but like being able to do big things that kind of gave me the confidence that, okay, I can do it too. Mm. Um, So as I started to do more, because I was really interested in just pursuing all of these things, I really forced myself to enter situations that I had no idea what I was doing in, but then I was like able to learn through the process. So one thing is like um, public speaking and just like speaking 
in like any situation in general used to be like really hard for me, whether it was like class presentations, I would get like really nervous. Um, and I remember when I like spoke at my first workshop, I was like totally terrified, but now it's something that comes really naturally to me mm -hmm. because I really enjoyed doing it. And I've been able to like develop this skill over the course of like a year. So I think it comes gradually and it's not something that people are like born with or not born with. Um, especially because I don't come from a family who's done any of these things. Like all my family members are doctors. So it has nothing to do with, with like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been able to like learn it in the process. And as for what I hope to pursue in the future, I'm like interested in two kind of very separate paths. So first is entrepreneurship and just becoming like maybe a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's something I have a huge passion for and I've learned that I have like the skill sets to pursue. But another thing I'm really into, and it kind of has nothing to do with what I've done now is becoming a politician because I'm really interested in like existing potentially in the political space um, and like implementing policies and just kind of improving the quality of people's lives and communities. So those are two things I'm interested in doing. Wow. <laughs> that is just so impressive. I'm like sitting here thinking, dang, <laughs> this is blowing me and most of our guests out of the water, like to see everything you've already done uh, and then things you're trying to do in the future. So that's super impressive. Last question for you. If you, this, this is one that Terry always likes to ask, but the, the question basically goes like this. If you were speaking to a younger version of yourself, say 13, 14 years old, what exactly would you say to them? Like, what would be your piece of advice? It can be um, financially based. It can be just like self-development based. It can be whatever you want. Like, what would be kind of like your number one piece of advice uh, that you would have for a younger version of you? I think that the biggest piece of advice I would give is don't put so much pressure on yourself to know what you want to do with your life or have everything figured out or know what your passion is. I feel like a lot of high school students have this like huge urge to find out or like teenagers in general want to find out like what my passion is, what career path do I want to pursue? What do I want to do for the next 10 years of your like my life? But if you're not like actually taking action and putting yourself in a lot of different environments where you're able to actually gain exposure, you're never going to know if you're just sitting down and thinking about it. So I think instead of taking that time to like plan and constantly like contemplate on what you want to do, um, just sign up for things that interest you or you potentially think you have an interest in and just continue to pursue those. And those are going to lead you to things that you're going to find out you love doing or things that you find out you hate doing. And the more that you learn about yourself, the more you're able to identify what you want to do with your life. And the second thing is uh, that just kind of builds off of that is instead of being so fixated on finding passions, it's a good idea to try to find like goals that you want to accomplish with your life because mm -hmm. passions change as you go along. But if you have a goal and you're consistently working towards something that gets you like more motivated and it's more fulfilling when you reach it. And um, because like whatever you're working towards, you're not going to love it 100%. Like whatever you're passionate about, there's still going to be elements that you hate about it. So I think this idea that you're going to find one path that you love doing and there's nothing wrong about it and it's perfect, is, I think like kind of unrealistic, but instead you should find something that you enjoy doing. So even when there are bad elements, you're still okay with those and want to continue. Love that. Perfect. All right, Armita, we're going to wrap up here, but the last thing I'd like to have our guests do is kind of share a call to action for our audience. Maybe you have a, a website, you can shout out your book, whatever you want. Where can people learn more about what you're doing uh, and connect with you? 
For sure. So um, if you want to connect with me and like message me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Armida Hosseini, and you can also find me on Instagram with that same username. Um, and if you want to get my book, you can go on Amazon and type Roadmap to Financial Literacy, which is the name of my book, and ask for Empower Econ. That's just Empower Econ on Instagram. So you can find us on a variety of different platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to do this with us. I think you provided a lot of value to our audience. So I'm just super appreciative to have you on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.